you know, they pooped their pants. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, live from Berg's bedroom in Lake Charles, Louisiana. With your host, Zach Schwartzenberg, Matthew Vincent, and Gunnar Goodwin. <laughs> you are listening to Secondhand Sports. Fire the cannons, we're in the red zone. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports, our Super Bowl recap. Man, what a game. Poor Patrick Mahomes trying to put the team on his shoulders for the Kansas City Chiefs, but coming up short, not scoring once. The most explosive offense and the most seemingly unbeatable offense all season, and the Bucks. Held them to zero touchdowns. Pretty incredible. Um, it's me, Matt, and Gunner in the studio today, and uh, we pretty much just recap the Super Bowl. We go over a little bit of LSU news, and um, yeah, the last episode for the 2020 through 2021 football season. So we surely appreciate you guys tuning in, and we certainly hope that you. Enjoy. Here we are, me, Matt, and Gunner. The Super Bowl. The one for all the marbles. Tom Brady, at the age of 43, has won another Super Bowl. <laughs> Beat Patrick Mahomes, who was... Now, like, the face of the NFL between him, Lamar Jackson, you know, these younger guys. I think uh, Justin Herbert will be uh, doing really well For sure. this coming season. You know, the, you, you look at the new faces of the NFL. Tom Brady is obviously now has solidified his place as still the face of the NFL. And, um, yeah, he got himself another one with a completely different team away from Belichick. You look at the guys that scored this past game, wasn't like not a single one of them were on the team last even, year. Even the special teams, even the uh Ryan the, Suck, yeah, Ryan Suck up the kicker. Like yeah. that, that that that's the that's a note that I noticed after the next day and I tweeted it before enough I researched it, so nice. I can just say maybe you I heard it here first. Yeah. I, cause I I looked at the roster, I was like none of these guys were on Tampa Bay's 2019 yeah. team, so yeah. It's crazy, and uh, it's crazy that like this team went from being I I was going off on Twitter too. Like this team went from being like the laughing stock of the NFC South to I mean, literally, Jameis had thirty interceptions. Like they were a meme, and now they're world champions. <laughs> like you just add a few players, which it is a different team, but if you don't add Tom Brady, then nobody, nobody else goes to that team, you know? So that's, For sure. For sure. that's the, that's the biggest thing. They'd still have Jameis right now. Probably if, if Tom didn't go. So that's crazy, man. Yeah. To it's, me, it's just like, I, I don't think you, yeah, you're right, bro. I mean, I don't, I don't think you get there without, you don't get there without Tom Brady. Cause Tom Brady is the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 
He's the face of the of the biggest game. They they relied a lot on their run game too, especially yeah. in the playoffs. <clears throat> um, this for some reason the Chiefs' defense didn't. I mean they they had a few stops, but the Buccaneers just destroyed them in every every asset every facet of the of the game not asset but facet of the game well, like especially especially with the Bucks defense for sure it was also just kind of ridiculous that they they didn't really get to like all season long they've been very aggressive on defense and all the all the tugging and pulling and pushing and all that stuff that was getting called for penalties over yeah. and over and over again in the Super Bowl they'd been doing all season like nothing changed yeah. But it just so happened that this game, the referees just weren't letting it. Fly. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like, like, and yeah, I don't like, know if that's, uh, you know, I don't know if that says more about their defense or the referees or what. But like it, it had been working all season, and just for some reason, the referees decided. Seemed it, like they cooled off after halftime, which is ridiculous to begin with. Like you can't call a game two different ways, yeah, in two different halves. It just doesn't make any sense. But Gunner, you were even saying like at ha- at the half. I didn't watch the halftime analysis, but even the people were saying the like the analytics guys were saying they should keep it in their pocket a little bit more now. Yeah, like, they they said they said that like, and it was so strange. They said the referees are a little bit too involved in this game, and then they also made a comment about how they're like, and it seems like every time they call a penalty, it's on a major play that the you know that the Chiefs. Yeah. Like it basically turns a, the you know would be a momentum shifting play like that interception they called back and it ended yeah. up being a touchdown for the Bucks and like everything it would always be something that would would have been huge for the Chiefs and then it gets called back and turns up being huge for the Bucks yeah right, especially yeah. that call against Tyron Matthew when Brady like ran up to Tyron Matthew and starts yapping in his ear. Tyron comes back a little bit, and then he gets the flag for it. Like, what in the world? That made mm-hmm. no sense. That yeah, whole yeah, sequence. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And the funny thing, too, was – well, I don't know if it was that player, if it was a couple of them before, but it was it was one where they had called him for you know, for pass interference. Or, or I don't even know if it was him or someone else. But I, I remember I was watching some, some uh, replays earlier today, and it was like – it was like a, a bogus call where – it was you know straight up defense. There was no like I don't, it, it made a, it was a hard case to say that it was a pass interference on that on that play. Yeah. No, there oh, was, that one where he threw it over his head in the end zone. No, well there was no, one was in different. the end zone where where uh, you know Tyron Matthew was trying to say that it was an offensive pass interference, and it was like it was whenever Gronk caught that touchdown. Yeah. And uh, but like no, they like barely even touched each other at all like yeah. it was just it was just a good play by Gronk there was one where Brady got got a defensive pass interference called his way when he like threw the ball like out of the end zone like yeah. it was past the end zone so yeah, yeah they still threw a flag on it yeah it, it yeah. may well I'm, I'm bringing this back up but that game is what every, I'm not gonna bring it up because it's it's a reference to the 2018 NFC championship just games. bring it up that is yeah. the dream scenario for every Saints fan <laughs> in 2019 against the Rams, the NFC Championship. I'm just going to yeah. throw that out there. Yeah, they were throwing frogs like crazy, and they did not that game. So For sure, yeah. Yep. The 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 thing, I was uh, disappointed because I like the Chiefs. I like Tyron Matthew. Patrick Mahomes is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 
and uh, I was kind of rooting for them. But then after they won, and Devin White and Lombardi Lenny, you know, start partying and start yeah. celebrating. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. At least some, you know, well, yeah, yeah. Th- those are like the OG LSU guys. Yeah, to and me. Leonard got him a, a TD in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's great. T- Especially yeah. when LSU, LSU played big in this Super Bowl for sure. Yeah. You know, I think I saw a stat or something. I was looking at some stats, and like they're saying LSU, like, I guess had the most rushing yards in a Super Bowl or something like that. Yeah. Like the school. Oh, yeah, was, between yeah, Clyde and – Between, yeah, Leonard. Clyde and uh, I was Lenny. just very happy for, for Leonard Fournette because, uh, you know, first of all, him in college, we, we all thought, like, he's going to be, like, the football god when he goes yeah. to the NFL. Game and argue, arguably a year ago, we thought he was, like, just Done. a bust. Retired. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was without yeah. a team. I mean, yeah. even earlier this season, he didn't really start heating up until the postseason. Like, yeah, like, like he, even, I, he even said uh, yesterday on an interview I was listening to, he didn't have the best regular season, but in the postseason, playoff yeah. Lenny was playoff born, Lenny, man. and that ended up changed ended up changing his name to Lombardi Lenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to what you were talking about earlier about like Mahomes, he I mean he looked like he was in the Matrix. Yeah, in this game. yeah, he was. <laughs> he, he made was some the two greatest passes I've ridiculous. Like he looked like the best athlete in the entire world, and his freaking receivers. Daryl Williams, Daryl Williams got hit in the yeah. face mask. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was like they they just kind of you know they pooped their pants. It was like LeBron. There was one finals where everybody was talking about how LeBron needs to win the finals MVP, even though he lost because he like carried the team. And that was Mahomes in this situation. Like their offensive line could not block at all. Which granted, the Bucks defense is incredible. They have an incredible defense, right? But and an, still, an, that, yeah, yeah. And, and another thing is the uh, the Chiefs were out with they they didn't play with their um, starting left tackle Eric Fisher. I know that the whole line didn't play good, but you know Eric Fisher was the number one pick in 2013. Not having him in this game to protect Patrick Mahomes' blind side, it, it, you know it, it definitely impacted them for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's one thing I was gonna say is is I uh, you know a lot of people are talking about, and of course I mean yeah like Brady's not a bad quarterback by any means he's a, no. he's a very good quarterback he's good but here's the thing Every, I hear like I heard a lot of people on different radio shows and whatever YouTube and all that saying like yeah you know Brady's the reason that the Bucks won and you know you can make a case yeah like you said people went to that team because of him but I would say give give all the credit to that defensive coordinator because yeah. he top bowls top bowls every yeah. single offense that they faced in the postseason like not even close. Like he outsmarted everyone. He had a plan going into every single game in the postseason, and like he he showed up. You know, you beat yeah. you beat Taylor Heineke. Then it goes from Heineke to Drew Brees. Then it goes from Brees to Aaron Rodgers, and then you beat Patrick Mahomes, the next great quarterback. So yeah, I mean, I yeah, the, the Todd Bowles actually was a was the head coach of the Jets right a couple of years ago, and probably before Gase. Yeah, and of course, days. he also does have like the like the top of the line, you know, instruments on that defense to oh yeah to orchestrate yeah. there. But yeah, he, JPP got, Devin White. I mean, Devin he White. just exploded these last few games. Um, yeah, th- that defense. And I've been kind of preaching it. the The defensive line, and now everybody knows. But at the beginning of the season, I was like, "What in the world? JPP and Ndamukong Sue are on the Bucks now? Like, what? Yeah, how did that well, no, happen? Well, JPP and then they were in the was, Super Bowl. Yeah, well, J- JPP was with the Bucks in 2019, and Dominic Sue signed, I think, this year or last year. I'm 
not exactly. I too think sure. he's been there a year. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think he's he's a, his uh, second year. Yeah, but the th- the thing about this championship is the Bucks, the organization, has always been about defense. It has always been about defense. In 1979, when they went to their first NFC Championship game, they had the number one defense in the NFL. And then for a couple of years with Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Derek Brooks, they had you know Rondé Barber. They had you know number one defense, and they oh, go to. Yeah, the, I forgot about yeah. Rondé. Yeah. And then they played in a Super, Super Bowl uh, 37 against the Raiders. Number one defense. They scored five touchdowns in that game yeah. defensively. Holy smokes! That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> they, yeah, Rich. Gan- well, the, the thing was, uh, the Bucks were playing the Raiders, and John Gruden had just been let go, been traded to the Buccaneers for a couple of picks because John John Gruden was the head coach for the Raiders. And when they're facing the Super Bowl, John Gruden basically he knew the, Ra- the, the Raiders had the number one offense and everything. They had yeah, they had you know Rich Gannon, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown. They had you know number number one offense, but Gruden created that offense. So basically, John Gruden, you know, knew yeah, he knew and, all and, the strength and, and, and yeah, weaknesses. The, de- the, de- the defense knew everything that was coming. Yeah. So that's what helped you know. And the Buc- the Buccaneers like it's always been about defense. You know, they had it a record setting offense this year, but it's always about defense in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Defense wins championships. Yeah. It was Tampa. also weird to see. Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell in a Super Bowl. Yeah. That was also strange. Those the Steelers. Um, yeah, it was just all around. And then a, a first home home team Super Bowl and a home team win. So team I mean, good good for time. the Buccaneers fans because they haven't had much to root for in a while. So um, it's yeah. kind of sad in the NFC South because now Tampa Bay has more Super Bowls than the Saints do. Yeah, and you know, well, that'll change once Jameis gets back there. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I am um I'm actually really excited happy for uh, Bruce Arians though. Oh yeah. Bruce him Arians, too. you know, he, his story in the NFL is just I think it's one of the best stories as a coach. He didn't get his first head coaching job until he was 60 years old with the uh you know, he was the interim coach for the Indianapolis Colts when Chuck Pagano got had cancer. Taught Andrew Luck. Then he moves on to the Cardinals. You know, go and it, it, this Buccaneer team is looks exactly like the Cardinals teams. When Bruce Arians was the head coach, you have a veteran quarterback, a veteran running back. You have you have you have a lot of veteran leadership, but you also have a bunch of you know, mix of rookies, Younger young guys. guys. Yeah, and you know, the 2015 team, the 2015 Arizona Cardinals, almost went to the Super Bowl with Carson Palmer as quarterback, and Carson Palmer hadn't won. You know, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, he never won. And a, Larry Fitzgerald too. Well, Fitzgerald, he's the probably the best playoff performer ever. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Brady has to have uh, knee surgery, I, I saw. But other than that, they've been talking all week about how they're all coming back. Devin White, I think, is going to have an incredible career from now on. I think this is going to be a huge confidence boost for him. NFL um, Defensive Player of the Year next year. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. So, I mean, I think the Chiefs will probably make a run as well. I mean, you can't count out Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Um, no, they're, yeah, they're not, they're not done at all. Yeah. They'll they'll be back for sure. So it'll be be interesting to see if this Buccaneers team because they didn't have a hot start. They were like seven and six at one point in the season. So, um, yeah. So did you have any more notes? Nope. Um, that's pretty much it for me on the Super Bowl. I got the Tom Brady commercials sucked. Commercials were <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like uh, Bruce Bruce Spring Bruce uh, Springsteen's commercial. Got kicked out because he got a DUI the night before. Yeah, 
Uh, um, I think I think they like bit off more than they could chew with these Super Bowl commercials because like everybody just expects it to be this awesome thing. They haven't you know. been awesome for like five years at least. You know. Well, also, like I, I saw a thing where they said last year, like the last the last advertisement spot sold out in November of the year, like the year before or whatever, like a, like months before. This year it was a week before the Super Bowl that the last ad yeah. spot sold out. Like, oh my gosh! So like people just, I guess because of COVID, they just were were you know holding on to their pennies and they, they yeah weren't really yeah probably. That eager. This was uh, one of the least watched Super Bowls as well, which I mean, I guess because Tampa's not a huge uh, market, but I don't know. I would think a lot of people would want to watch Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I, I think mean, <laughs> I so. think America's sick of Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think I think everybody just realize look, Tampa's playing at home. They have Tom Tampa Brady as their quarterback. Uh-huh, the Tampa Brady Gronkineers. You know what I was going to look up is when we did an episode called the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. When he announced that he was going, probably one of the least listened to episodes mm-hmm. that we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, forty-two listens. I'm trying to, trying to think. That was our nineteenth episode, man. Yeah, that was in April of yeah. So it was this time last year when everybody was like, "Where's Brady going? Where's Brady going? Where's Brady going? Where's Brady going?" How about the uh, how about Tom Brady throwing the uh, Vince Lombardi trophy? Oh, that was pretty cool to uh, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. He drops Across. that trophy. That trophy's gone. If, he, if, <laughs> yeah. if it's in the water, it yeah. sinks. Yep. And then him walking out drunk the with thing his is, agent or whatever. And that's actually, honestly, like, I've actually, you know, Brady's free. Brady doesn't have to listen to what Belichick's doing. Like what Bruce Arians said, I'm just going to let him beat Tom Brady. I'm yeah. Not gonna, I'm not going to, you know, make him do this or do that like what Belichick did. And, you know, I think it. I saw I saw a tweet today that was like the easiest job in America right now is Tom Brady's quarterbacks coach. <laughs> it's oh, like what do you? There's literally nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, well, his uh, his quarterback coach he's he's very well respected in the league. Uh, Clyde Christensen he coached uh, Peyton Manning too. So there you go. With Tony, he's got two greats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just yeah. Sit back and watch. Pretty uh, pretty incredible. All righty. Overall, I think uh, I'm glad that Leonard Fournette and Devin White won a Super Bowl. But you know, also yeah, JPP getting another one because he only had that one with Eli and uh, Ndamukong Su. Ndamukong Su. There's there's no way he was getting one with uh, the Lions when he was over there. So. Yeah. Well, and you also had Kevin Mentor. You also had a uh, Cyril Grayson, LSU track star, converted NFL player. Now, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's yeah. pretty big. Pretty cool. All righty. Anything else about the Super Bowl? We can move on to the Hall of Fame. And if y'all if y'all remember something, we can just go back. But the Hall of Fame. Speaking of the great one, the Sheriff Peyton Manning, the Indianapolis Colts slash Denver Bronco, um, got inducted to the Hall of Fame. It's it's weird that it's always already been that long, especially for Megatron. For uh, Megatron, obviously, yeah. um, Calvin Johnson also inducted into the Hall of Fame or chosen. I don't know the ceremonies until later, but yeah. Um, well, they're gonna they're they're gonna have a the ceremony this year. They're gonna they're also gonna celebrate the ones from last, last year to year have a too. huge ceremony. Yeah, because I think they want to do it because it was the 50th anniversary and all stuff and. It's it's just weird that it's already been that long since Peyton and Calvin Johnson were in the league. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brady, ba- Tom Brady basically played, is still playing, and Calvin Johnson played midway. Like, right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so do you want to uh, rattle off the, the stats there, Matt? Two-time Super Bowl champion, obviously. Super Bowl MVP, five-time NFL MVP. He was... He was the NFL MVP five times? Yeah. Golly, I didn't realize that. 2003, 2004, 2008, 2009, 2013. Golly. Back-to-back like that? Yeah. Man. Seven-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, 14-time Pro Pro Bowler, obviously. NFL 2000's All-Decade Team, the NFL 100 Anniversary anniversary All-Team, All-Time Team. Yeah. Um... Yeah, number 18 has been retired for the Colts and the Broncos. Uh, the most passing touchdowns in a season with 55, most passing yards in a season with 5,477, and most passing touchdowns in a game. Well, he's tied for that for uh, seven. The, yeah, yeah, Pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird because now you just see him on commercials and you think he's just a goofy guy. But, I mean, growing up, he was the standard, you know. For sure. It was Drew Brees versus Peyton Manning all the time. And um, obviously in that Super Bowl, and then with uh, uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning as well. Yeah, that, yeah, that early, yeah, early in um, early in Manning's career, I think he's one of the. I think Man Peyton Manning is the standard for one of the greatest regular season quarterbacks of all time. He put up some really really good stats, and um, you know eventually, and but Brady always won the championship like Brady does. Right. He did it back then too, and. Yeah. Eventually, Peyton won his first Super Bowl with the Colts, beat Tom Brady, beat the Chicago Bears, and won his first one. And then a couple of years go by, and you know he he loses to the uh, Saints, then has neck has his neck injury and stuff. And yeah. Colts instead, you know, had a losing season, so they just decided oh, it's it's time to move on, time to move on. He's not going to make it, so you release a future Hall of Famer. To sign a guy who's gonna be, you think it's gonna be your franchise, but ends up not being your franchise at all. Yeah, and Andrew Luck, but Peyton Manning, you know, he signs with the Broncos and just has just goes to two Super Bowls right two, after yeah, that, two Super Bowls and breaks more all-time records. Which one of those Super Bowls was probably one of the worst performances by a team in a Super Bowl ever. But you know, he still uh, they went back and won the the other one, Super Bowl Fifty with Von Miller. Everybody remembers. Uh, that one, so they, they carried Peyton to the Super Bowl. They yeah, right, exactly. That's what he said. <laughs> Up next, Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Speaking of our childhood, um, this was another guy that was like the standard for wide receivers growing up. I, I feel for like because sure. like we were too young to remember like Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders. They were when we were growing up. They were really at the tail end of their career. I mean, we were like toddlers when they were finishing up their careers but well San- sanders finished his career with the ravens in 2004 yeah. he played he actually played with the right. uh, bj sams yeah yeah that was there pretty cool so yeah mcneese legend bj sams and st louis legend too huh did he coach for st louis he coached he didn't go yeah. to st louis he, right he coached there but coach. i think he, he went to some other school Yep. In Louisiana. Yeah, Calvin Johnson, um, six-time pro bowler. Never made it to a Super Bowl or anything like that, obviously, because he was with the Lions, and the Lions suck. But, you know, um, one of the the prominent wide receivers in the league when we were growing up. So it's cool to see him uh, get inducted in the Hall of Fame. Charles Woodson was another one, another 
notable uh, guy, Super Bowl champ. I, I Who did he I, win the Super Bowl with? Green Bay. Well, yeah, what, yeah. Woodson won uh, in 2011 with the Packers. Yeah. Um, Which I thought Green Bay might make a run this year too. They were real good. Yeah, but, yeah. Woodson, he, uh, you know, Charles Woodson's the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy, and got drafted in, in Oakland when he started with the Raiders. He just he's also known for sacking Tom Brady, and that you know after that sack that. It's when the refs called and said, you know, that was the when the tuck rule was born, I guess. Oh, yeah. Woodson made, yeah, it was Woodson sacking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, Charles Woodson, a Super Bowl champion, nine-time Pro Bowler, first four-time first-team All-Pro, second, four-time second-team All-Pro, NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 2009, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in 1998, uh, NFL 2000s All-Decade Team, and – uh yeah, it's, yeah. It's definitely very deserving. Yeah, for sure. First, first, yeah. first time. Yeah, Peyton, Calvin, and Charles Woodson. I was not surprised when they got in. I knew they were all going to get in their first, you know, attempt. You know, but there also there are also a couple other guys we're about to talk about who have waited a long time to get in. Yeah. So, so yeah, John Lynch, Alan Fanica, Drew Pearson, Tom Flores, Bill Nunn. You got some info on those guys? Yeah, Alan Fanica. Former LSU Tiger, um, played. With oh, his, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fanica played. Uh, played with the Pittsburgh Steelers, New York Jets, and Arizona Cardinals. A Super Bowl champion with the Steelers, six-time first-team All-Pro, uh, and two-time second-team All-Pro. Yeah, he was an offensive guard, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people probably don't know who that is. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Louisiana, we know who he is. Nine-time Pro Bowler. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers all-time team, NFL 2000s all-decade team. He started uh, 201 games and played in 206. Nice. Covered 11 fumbles. Nice. It's an offensive line stat there. Mm-hmm. Next on the list is uh, John Lynch. John Lynch is one of my favorite players that ever played the safety position. I had his number in, in – uh, High school, forty-seven. Nice. And I try to emulate my play like John Lynch, <laughs> but it w- it wasn't even close to that at all. <laughs> oh, what man? I, I thought you looked like John Lynch out there, Matt. Yeah, I didn't make any big hits. That's where he got the signature move. <laughs> yeah, tornado. Yeah. I wanted to be called the hit stick or the tornado. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, John Lynch played the uh, you know played with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, nineteen ninety-three from two thousand and three. Was a part of that you know. Tampa defense in the 90s that was just unstoppable in the early 2000s um, played with the Denver Broncos from 2004 2007 and then was on the practice squad for the Patriots in 2008 and right now he is currently the uh, general manager for the uh, 49ers oh wow yeah he, he nice. got he got hired in 2017 he actually That's one uh, thing uh, the the Niners Brady tried to go to the Niners and they like told him no. <laughs> so yeah. they're probably kicking themselves now. <laughs> Six stick with Jimmy G. Yeah. Could have traded. Well, no, nah, they could have done that. So yeah, um John Lynch won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. Uh Super Bowl thirty seven. He's a nine time Pro Bowler, two time first team all pro, a two time second team all pro. He's in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Denver Broncos Hall of Fames. And he won the Bart Starr Award in 2007. He has 1,058 tackles, 13 quarterback sacks, 26 interceptions, and 16 forced fumbles. Nice. Great defensive player. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, Bill Nunn, Tom Flores also on there. So good, uh, good little draft class. There's always there's always like the superstars, and then there's the guys that uh, you've never heard of before. So, well, well just... Drew Pearson, Drew Pearson has been trying to get in the Hall of Fame for years, and he was definitely a, he was a member of one of those Dallas. He was a member of the Dallas Cowboys in the 1970s. One of the best receivers, probably in that organization. He is the he, you know people look think about Michael Irvin. Pearson's the best receiver to ever played for that organization. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Drew Pearson, he's the original 88. Like Dang. Michael Irvin had it. You know, Pearson had it before. But um, Oh, this is the guy last year that was, like, super upset, huh? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Him. That, that's what I'm saying. He's He's been waiting to get in for a very long time, and yeah. he finally got in for sure. I'm happy for him. That's he, awesome. Um, you know, he's he's he is the, the reason why we had the Hail Marys because of him. He caught the first Hail Mary pass. Dang, for sure. Yeah. But uh, Pearson, you know, we won, won a Super Bowl with the uh, Dallas Cowboys, three-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, NFL 1970s All-Decade Team, NFL receiving yards leader in 1977, and he's in the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. Tom Flores, one of the, uh, he was the head coach of the Raiders after he took over after John Madden and John Madden when he took over. You know, there was a lot of expect- there was a lot of um, pressure on him because John Madden was very very successful. And not only did Flores win a Super Bowl, he won two Super Bowls with a quarterback that's not even in the Hall of Fame, probably not even worthy to get in the Hall of Fame, but Jim Plunkett. But yeah, he um you know, he um won three Super Bowls as a coach. He won two as a head coach and he won one as a uh, player. He's actually the first uh well, I'm not gonna say that part. He has uh Ninety-seven. His regular season record is ninety-seven, eighty-seven. His postseason is eight and three. His career is one hundred five to ninety wins. Nice. And then Bill Nunn was the uh, director of player personnel for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's the coach that went into those small, like you know, black colleges and recruited some players like Joe Green, players like Mel Blunt. Mean Joe Green. Oh, mean Joe Mel Green. Blunt. Holy smokes. Mel Blunt. Um, John Stallworth. He went into those schools and got those players, and you know, made them a part of history. Really, one of the best, yeah, team, one of the best dynasties in football. He's yeah. the reason. Still have yet to see what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Their, uh, what is it? Their general manager stepped down. Is that who it was? No, um, the Texans' president James Roots is resigning from his position effective today. You could look at that either way because the Texans I really think at this point they need to just overhaul everything. But I, th- I think I think that actually it, it had to do more with um he didn't get to sit in and hire the new head coach or anything like that. And he's been with the Texans for twenty years. You know the uh, Texans kind of did their own thing, so I think that's kind of why he's stepping down. Maybe it's because gotcha. he didn't get the GM. I mean I don't know what it is because I think it's just more of that kind of issue. Gotcha. But. You can go. I saw a thing about. Uh, I mean that. Yeah. I mean, I think they probably need to start overhauling stuff. They don't have a head coach and they don't have a GM. They have. They have a head uh, coach and GM. Oh really? Not yeah. the. Who's their head coach? David Coley. He was uh, the Baltimore Ravens passing game coordinator. Okay, so they don't have a head coach. They have and, a head coach. <laughs> I, I just said it. Oh. Okay. okay passing now, game I, coordinator. Joe Brady. Well, Joe Brady was passing. No, no, right, right. But, but for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, can't pass the ball. No, nah, I can't throw the ball. I'm just thinking. I mean, okay, so they they might be starting the overhaul process, but I saw stuff 
uh, I saw something today that was talking about how they should trade J.J. Watt. I saw, actually, it was they predicted that he's going to the Chargers, and I was like, dang, that'd be pretty cool if they had him and Joey Bosa. Oh, to, yeah. Is it yeah, Nick but, or Joey on that one? I think it's uh, Joey. It's, it's Joey. Joey's yeah. on that one, Nick's on the 49ers. 49ers. That's right. For what, for some, some draft picks or something? Yeah. So, which is what they need because they lost all their draft picks, freaking dicking around with DeAndre Hopkins and and uh, Bob Bill O'Brien, J- 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 and Clowney. Yeah. So, Jadavian. I don't think uh, Deshaun Watson's going to be there for very much longer. I don't know what they're going to get for him, but I don't think he's going to be there very much longer. So, it'll be interesting. I could see <laughs> it'd be funny if they try to if the Patriots try to take another whack at a running style quarterback like him. <laughs> yeah, read, op- <laughs> read option. We will we will restart the uh, where's Cam going uh, thing here soon too because. I don't think he's going to be on the Patriots. So I don't think a lot, a lot of quarterback changes. For what sure, this is, this is the best year to get a quarterback in free agency. You don't think Cam is gonna? I don't think or, he's gonna play anymore. Don't go there. It's. I think his career is done. <laughs> Me too. It's sad, man. Hey, that's another one. We were like in middle school when he won the Heisman. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, this is that that insane year at Auburn, and I bandwagoned him. Yeah, Scam after he Newton. beat, him, I said, Scam Newton is. He's probably the best quarterback I've ever Superman. seen. Superman. They had, they had a good run at the at the Panthers too. Ron Rivera. They had a great great team there. So yeah, every, everything changed after that Super Bowl. So. Yeah. Yep. And that's it. Just goes to show you how hard it is to get to Super Bowls and how ridiculous it's been that Tom Brady gets to one almost every year. Like yeah. he has a better chance of getting to a Super Bowl than Steph Curry has making a three point shot. Tom that's Bra- ridiculous. <laughs> Tom Brady has played. And more Super Bowls than any other player since 1967. Yeah. It was that Penn State meme or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like every player, 22 players have played in the Super Bowl since, since except for 1967. Except, no, except for five since 1967. Yeah, like, I, was, I was dying when I saw that goofy. meme. And everybody started. Yeah. Like, that was pretty yeah. funny. Speaking of Penn State, let's switch it over to the college game. We have uh, ex-Clemson linebacker. Switching over, trans transferring to LSU, Mike Jones Jr. Who? M- Mike Jones Jr. Who? <laughs> no, that's uh, we should we should put the uh, we should put the sound effect. Oh in there. yeah, yeah. T Bob was saying now we have the perfect comeback for any time someone says LS who? Yeah, 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 Mike yeah. Jones. Mike Jones. Jr. So I'm, what? Ha- how did he? Did, was he like a senior anyway, or is no, this he's a like grad a transfer? Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. I think he he played at Clemson. I think he, he played a lot at Clemson last year. Let me let me pull his bio up. This is, it he, almost he feels still has. I think he has like three years of eligibility left. Oh my gosh! Well, why didn't Clemson Clemson want him? Away? That's the that's the golden question. Yeah, this is a late transfer. Why didn't team. Ohio State want Joe Burrow? Yeah, that's true. Why didn't Georgia want Justin Fields? Why did they want Jake from State for him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Speaking but uh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Speaking of Jake Fromm, where is Jake Fromm right now? That's a that's a good also good Buffalo. Oh, really? Jake Fromm could have dang. John, Jake could have won a Super Bowl. Could have won a Super Bowl. Blaine Gabbert won a Super Bowl. Blaine Gabbert. That's um, another thing. <laughs> there, there's really, there's actually a lot of like players on that Bucks team. AQ Shipley. He's AQ, been around a while. Well, no, most of those guys that are won were all with the Cardinals. 
Oh, really? In 2015, AQ Shipley, Kevin yeah. Minter. The whole That's, coaching staff was all from from the Cardinals. AQ is one of Pat McAfee's best friends, so yeah, look out for uh, that. So, yep, not much, uh, nothing too crazy going on in college right now. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, I have Mike Jones stats pulled Mike up. Jones. Who? <laughs> uh, so Mike Jones, Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, played in 2018, 2019, and 2020. He. Uh, uh, 25 tackles last year. He had 13. Oh, that's not his stats. Mike Jones Jr. had 13 solo tackles, half a sack, one forced fumble, and two INTs. Interceptions. Yeah. Okay. So I just like to say INT, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a it's a he- <coughs> fuck. <laughs> I was ready to say it. Um, I think it's a huge get for LSU considering how bad the linebacker position was for us last year. Yeah. You get Jabril Cox and Jabril Cox, the Mississippi State game, had that pick six for you know, that pick six, his first like play play as a tiger and stuff. And but the, the, the core the linebacking core was just so terrible last year. I mean uh, T Bob Ebbett was saying this morning that the the safeties, the defense the safeties were terrible because the linebackers were one making the calls. And they didn't even know what the call was. Yeah, and, and that's one thing too. The linebacker is the quarterback of the defense. Right. That's how it normally is for most defenses. So if you don't have a very good linebacker to like anchor that defense, then that that'll happen for sure. So you're, you're correct. And um, like LSU, like for next season with the with the with the addition of Blake Baker at linebacker coach, who is also defensive coordinator, at Miami is our linebacker coach. You know he's gonna those linebackers are. I think I think LSU could turn to LBU. So, do you think Blake Baker's gonna bring the turnover chain to the Death Valley? I never that'd even be thought, something. I never even thought about that. Like, yeah, that'd be because I mean, that's the defensive over there turnover chain. That's where it all started. But uh, yeah, I've been seeing all kinds of stuff all over Twitter that the linebacker position at Louisiana State University is stacked for next year, you got which it. is completely opposite from what we've had. So. Like, like you have you have Damone Clark coming back, and Damone Clark, you know, had didn't have a really good season, but he's wearing the number eighteen. Yeah. So that just shows you Hold that some weight. That just shows you something that you know. Hey, this guy, he probably does know something. He probably, you know, he's probably really is a leader. He's probably gonna have a breakout year next year. I'm pretty excited to see what you know next season holds. So did Mike Jones Jr. Um, he redshirted a year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's a he's a redshirt sophomore, and because of the NCAA, you know, not not um, you know, giving athletes an extra year of eligibility, he's still a redshirt sophomore when he should be a junior. Well, that's so. So that's the thing. I think that's the big thing that uh, like a lot of people are excited about is we basically with the amount of eligibility he has left, we're basically getting like like a four or five star recruit out of high school, except except he's had experience, multiple games experience, yeah, experience yeah. playing, playing the- for. Clemson right. playing against us, playing against LSU, the national championship. Yeah, but now, also playing for a national championship level team too. Going to yeah. yeah, every single every single year he's played is in, is every single year he played at Clemson was in that national championship except for twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. But uh, Gunner, going back to um, him playing the uh, him you know him having eligibility. If you've played more than three years in college. Even if you're a redshirt sophomore, you can go. That means that you you you're eligible to go to the NFL. So, oh yeah, that's what I'm. I mean, gone. it'd be great to see him play for another two years. But I mean, if he has a good year, you know, he may come back for another season just because 
You yeah, want to improve your suck. drive stock and stuff. <laughs> and we sucked last year, and everybody's coming back. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. They don't have anywhere else to go. So mm-hmm. yeah, exciting stuff. Hopefully, it'll be uh, the complete opposite. I think uh, with the COVID kind of on the downslope as far as like sports are concerned, this is obviously we're in a completely different spot now compared to where we were last year. I think the defense is actually going to have an off season to practice and prepare. And um, yeah, I think we're going to be in much better shape this coming year compared to where we were last year. So, or this coming season. Also something I completely forgot to even look up, which is, um, kind of understandable, but McNeese state university is beginning, uh, kicking off the FCS, uh, season against Tarleton state on Saturday. So if the, the field's not there. frozen over. Oh yeah. 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 Well, it's actually at Tarleton state. So yeah. Tar- Tarleton state's up in North Texas, huh? Yeah. It's probably, Which, I think that's, it's going to be ice storms up there too. I'm pretty it sure. Already is. It's oh really? It, it's all, yeah, it's, we'll be, uh, monitoring McNeese as well. Um, the, the, the kickoff of the 2021 spring season, spring season, it's got to be brutal to play for McNeese and then have to come back and play LSU your second week. You don't, <laughs> that yeah, might you, be their first game next season. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 yeah, I think it's the first game. Yeah, that's brutal. Actually, I had, a, I had something else on um, on LSU, though, you, we didn't mention. Um, Brian okay. Thomas, Jr., one of the uh, top receivers in the state of Louisiana, one of the top players in the state of Louisiana, one of the top receivers in the country out of Walker High School, coached by University High coach Chad Mahaffey nice we, we played against him mm-hmm. uh, yeah Brian Thomas he uh you know he he kind of held out a little bit he didn't sign anywhere national signing day and it was it was either between Texas A&M and LSU and he's gonna be a tiger he's gonna stay with LSU um LSU has moved up because of that they moved up to number three overall according to rivals.com in recruiting only behind Alabama and it's got to be a Ohio State. I right. think it's Ohio State. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Or Georgia. Ohio State, Ohio State, yeah. yeah. They, they they jumped Georgia, and now they're, um, yeah, it's Alabama, Ohio State, and LSU. Yep. Also, the return, the, the glory of college football, EA college football is – on the horizon, it's not NCAA. You, you can't, yeah, you can't call it NCAA. Yeah, but EA Sports made their announcement that in two years, <laughs> it's literally like golly, like what a, what a letdown. We're gonna yeah. some of us are gonna not be playing video games in two years. <laughs> exactly, I'm gonna have kids in two years. So did they, oh. did they like specify any details about the game? Like, will will we be able to play like? Like will they have actual players' names, or is it just going to be like schools and that part? They have to work out because the NCAA, I think, is still deliberating on what they want to do for the name and likeness uh, thing with college athletes. So I just hope they don't make it like Madden because Madden sucks now. So. Madden's yeah, Madden's not fun. You can't run the ball. It's you can only throw the ball and stuff. But um, hope they put the transfer portal in there. <laughs> I think yeah. that'd be that'd be really cool. So it's like it's like you have free agency and you have the transfer portal. And yeah. You have like if they just do the like the coach whatever it is, it's not franchise mode because that's in Madden. A, but whatever it is, the Road to Glory, Road to Glory Dynasty mode. Yeah. I think that that's what a I'm playing. I'm playing right now. I'm, play, I'm playing. Um, 
NCAA football ten mm-hmm. with uh who was on the cover? It was it was um it was actually the Florida's uh, former quarterback coach Brian Thomas, who's now no Brian Johnson, who's now the uh quarterback coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Nice. He was the he was the coordinator this year for Florida. Nice. So that's that's pretty Who are you playing with? I'm just playing against the CPU. No, uh, no. Who you, who are you playing? What team? Oh, LSU. Oh, it's uh, basically it's basically everyone who played for LSU in 2009 to like 2012. Yeah. So I have like Russell Shepard as my quarterback. He's, <laughs> yeah. I'm, right now I'm um I was playing I'm I'm playing on uh, freshman mode. <laughs> nice. So I've, I have a 45 game win streak. I won four. <laughs> na- I won four national championships. <laughs> I uh, won Coach Dugs. I won three. I won three Heisman trophies. <laughs> I've, I've won every single offensive offensive like trophy this year. I've had a receiver that's going over two two receivers that have gone over two thousand yards receiving, thirty touchdowns. <laughs> I've scored a hundred. I've sc- I scored. I had a, the last game I played. I broke the all time uh, record for a uh, total yards in a game. It was originally held by the University of Houston in 1989 with mm-hmm. 10,021. I had <laughs> nothing one, for. I had 1,302 yards total nice. offense in one game. Nice, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, there we go. So hopefully, uh, it'll be a good game when they finally come out with it in two years. So I did. Uh, I did play it on. Uh, I did play a game last night on varsity. Mm-hmm. I played Wyoming and their Wyoming against Ohio in the Motor City Bowl mm. and I played and I threw six interceptions. <laughs> so. Nice. All righty. Anything else? The only other thing that I had that I might cut is the next Super Bowl actually has a little color to it and instead of the normal like silver. Oh really? Terrible. They're yeah. Breaking it back. It's in Vegas, yeah. No, the, no, no. It's in Los Angeles. Okay, Los Angeles. Oh, that's right. SoFi Stadium. Um, yeah. So nostalgia. Bit, I'll never forget. Oh, what was it? Was it like two thousand and four or something? What was the one in Houston? Two. There were well, there was two in Houston recently. It was a uh, Super Bowl fifty one. No, the, not fifty one. The one that was like whenever th- we were Super Bowl thirty eight with uh, the Panthers versus the Patriots. I love that logo. Oh, that's a good one. Actually, um, the actually, last the last one ever that was like an actual design was the Saints in yeah, 2009. Yeah, Saints, and then the Cowboys made their own because that's the color of their stadium. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else just say, you know what, we like that color scheme. Let's just keep it. Yeah, but it's been I, terrible. I, I have two things about a uh, Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 38 between the Panthers and the Patriots. Um, that's actually the biggest Super Bowl ring ever created. Oh, <laughs> really? And then uh, Jake DeLone. The uh, Panthers quarterback. Well, yeah, it's X X X V I I I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the Patriots quarterback. No, the Panthers quarterback. Y'all remember uh, Jake Delhomme? Yeah. Played for Louisiana Lafayette. Played at Turlings Catholic. Kelsey talked to him the other night. Wait, really? She went to a. Uh, she went to an alumni's. Um, like, first day at work, she went to an alumni's party. Uh huh. Like they because they needed her to like you know come talk to some people and stuff about tickets and. She talked. To, she talked to Jake Delhomme, and she didn't even tell me. I was like, "Are you fuck? You talked to Jake Delhomme?" She yeah, said, yeah Mr. No, she called him Mister Mister Jake, and I was like, "No, that's not Mister. That's Jake Delhomme." Yeah, played against Tom Brady, had one of the greatest performances by a losing quarterback in Super Bowl history. <laughs> He's just there talking with him. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
And that is our show, everyone. Thank you all for listening once again. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Um, probably going to change things up quite a bit here now that football's over because we pretty much just focus on football during football season. Um, probably going to start looking at uh, the Pelicans, probably LSU basketball, especially when March Madness gets closer. Obviously, the Masters in April. So, yeah, lots of different things coming. Um, we have reached a year, so this is going to be a lot different than last year sports-wise. <laughs> um Hopefully we won't have to have so many episodes just based on documentaries because there's nothing going on. But, um, yeah, it looks like the Pelicans are off to a great start. It's weird that the NBA season is kind of almost halfway over already. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it's been a great football season. Glad that uh, LSU survived those last few weeks. You know, happy for Bruce Arians. It was uh, The Super Bowl was okay, but, you know, Good conclusion to the season there. LSU guys winning the Super Bowl and um, look forward to 2021. So um, as far as football goes, we'll probably keep covering news, but we'll be moving on to covering basketball here soon. Once again, thank you all for listening and tuning in, and we will see y'all next time. Hey, hey, Tampa Bay, the Bucks know how to shine. Hey, hey, Tampa Bay. The Bucks know how to shine. Give a cheer for the Buccaneers. Give a cheer for the Buccaneers. Hey, hey, Tampa Bay, the Bucks know how to shine. Hey, hey, Tampa Bay, the Bucks know how to shine. Give a cheer for the Buccaneers. Go Bucks! Give a cheer for the Buccaneers. Stand up. Give a cheer for the Buccaneers. Go Bucks! Because we know we're on the top. We stand up! Go Bucks.